to overcome, succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty, defeat of an opponent to prevail, overpower or overwhelm of an emotion, adversity, a difficult or unpleasant situation, used in a sentence, resilience in the face of adversity. I want to break free. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 32 of the Overcoming Adversity podcast, or as we are famously known, the OA podcast, for all of our single listener. Thank you very much for listening. You know who you are. Silly. I'm Blake Cohen. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Amanda Marino. I'm the other host and grateful to be here today. And of course, as always, we are sponsored by Next Level Recovery Associates, uh, that is Amanda and I's organization where we've teamed up with a bunch of recovery uh, and treatment and clinical rock stars to really try to help fill all those gaps uh, that are often left by the traditional treatment process. Yes, we love what we do and, and get to live our passion every day. So I feel really grateful for that. We have the best team also. And I have an okay partner. Yeah. Well, more on that later. <laughs> Um, well, I, today we figured that we would just sort of hop on here. We're trying to be consistent with the podcast. We want to release at least one a week. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're always going to have a guest. That means that we're going to have to fill in some gaps every now and then. Yeah, sometimes you're going to be stuck with just Blake and I. So, Poor things. Yeah, I know. It's very sad. So what, what did you want to talk about today? Well, I had a lot of really good ideas, but one was standing in your truth. One was about nothing. One was about, um, and I've had like a bunch of things come up. Yeah, she wanted to do like a Seinfeld episode, just a show about nothing. Yeah. Uh, which is good, except oh, I guess it's on dead air. You know, it's a <laughs> podcast where you just listen to silence for a half hour. No, about nothing. <laughs> it's just we just talk about what we talk about. Yeah. And, and you and I do that all day, every day anyways. So that's not hard to come up with a... Can you explain to me... So I was talking about some type of anxiety I have regarding a job we have upcoming. And she said to me, can I ask for, what was it? I said to, to ask Archangel Michael to put in, invis an invisible shield of protection around you of white energy light so you don't have to take on the energy. That's how you protect your energy. Okay, so that, I was going to ask you about that. I, maybe I should know this. I don't know. Who is Archangel Michael? Um, one of the archangels. I mean, I could, he's like the, the head archangel. Okay, and he's you know? in charge of white Auras? <laughs> um, he specifically could be the protector. So it's just known that if like you're dealing with toxic people or you're going into a toxic environment to protect your energy. Like I, I've had to do that a lot. Okay. So I should be asking him for protective energy. Yeah. You, you know what? Not take all that on. I need to get better again at asking for help in general. I think from the spirit world, if you want to call it, just really spiritually like praying to my higher power. Um, and it's a conversation I had this week with some of my support and it's where I've been lacking, where it's gotten to the point where I make like, it's just a, it's a, a go-to prayer every day. That's just sort of, Hey, I prayed. Um, and even some days now missing that. And we're talking about two minutes of my day to ask for help from a higher power. And it's weird. I've really made an effort this week in the morning to do it, um, but it doesn't come naturally to me anymore. 
Well, when you're in the flow of it and you're doing that stuff consistently, it's it so comes so easily. But it's so easy for us in life to get distracted or to get overwhelmed or to become exhausted to where we kind of push ourselves and what we need to be able to function as our best selves to the side. You know, like spiritual, our spiritual practice should be like the first thing that we do every day and should be like a, a mandatory thing. But, but sometimes it's the first thing that flies out the window when we're tired, we're run down, we're, we're overdoing or we're just busy in life. You know, it, it happens to all of us, but it's like check, checking yourself before you get into crisis mode and being like, all right, I got to do this again before I, you know, I don't want to get to crisis mode. Yeah, I guess, and that's where it's like I'm, I'm struggling. I feel so pulled in so many different directions, and I notice like bad habits coming into play. Uh, bad thinking processes a lot is where I like I flash back to certain things, and I can't I can't stop focusing on them. But then also bad habits of in the morning instead of getting up and praying, grabbing my phone immediately and checking like the prices of cryptocurrencies or something like wild and reading a bunch of negative toxic people's comments on it on some type of forum and I, I I don't have an excuse except that I'm out of out of practice out of practice well I just was listening to one of Eckhart Tolle's podcasts his new one and I've been doing a new practice in the morning so like before you're in a, a state where you can wake up and like do a meditation like when you wake up just laying there and just being for like 10 minutes before you talk to anyone before you touch your phone before you turn on any kind of TV and so you're not really meditating because you're not awake, you know, you're you're in that trance state. Yeah. So getting that like 10 minutes of just silence of just being like before I go get my kids up is really helpful. And I, I always will grab for my phone. So I'm, I'm consciously not now. And it's it's helping me to have a quieter mind in the morning. That's interesting though. I, and it's funny, like the, the excuses that come to mind right away and stuff like well i have to wake up earlier then and you're you're talking about 10 minutes like that's a big deal like that's gonna have any effect on my day um it's just interesting like how automatic it can be sometimes to not want to grow and to not want to try new things oh yeah and i feel like sometimes we get as just as human beings we get stuck in that i think though specifically in our profession that we're constantly talking about growth and trauma and substance use and, and panicked families and all types of stuff going on there's a lot of anxiety that we're dealing with on a regular basis that it's almost like I don't want to do the work on myself because it's more work more work <laughs> more difficulty that I have to go through to keep growing right no it definitely you know my experience is that I definitely just spent years of of stuck and um, and I unraveled my all the spiritual work I had done in my early recovery in my marriage. I stopped doing all the things that I like to do for myself and all the things that I that I was so conditioned to to grow and to um, you know to grow spiritually. And, and that's my 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 biggest priority on of being a woman in recovery is to grow spiritually. And I lost myself for a long time. So yeah. I got to a place of crisis, which kind of has helped me get back connected. And I feel like I haven't missed a beat, and I've actually grown some. But it, it does, it, it is a lot of work sometimes for us. And we, um, you know, sometimes we're drained. And then like, I know when I went recently to uh, to go stay at a hotel with a girlfriend, I went to pack one of my self-help books. And I was like, no, F that. I'm not bringing a self-help book. I'm like over self-help books. Yeah. I can't possibly read another one. I need a break from self-help books. And I need to bring like a fun read book. I have a weird like diversion to self-help books. I, and I think part of it is a lot, I've read so many. And you know, as as we get older, and also as we do work on ourselves, we figure out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And 
for me, I have a weird reaction to self-help books where it makes me feel bad about myself. Uh Like I'm not doing enough. Why aren't I waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning and jumping into a bath of ice? Like why aren't I doing these things? I should be, there's no excuse. And then I'll try them for a couple days, hate it, fail in my eyes, and then hate myself even more or dislike myself for not being able to achieve it. What kind of crazy self-help books are you reading that tell you to go in a bath of ice? That's just one extreme example, but like... Mine are usually like just soul healing. Yeah. But still, that takes work too, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, And it, it takes action. And it's like, I love to make the excuse that we don't have time to do it. And we totally do. We totally do. We always do. Everybody does. Everybody can make time for anything they want to make time for. If you want to make time for anything in your life, like even when we're at our busiest, if I want to make time for something else, I can always make time. Yeah. I yeah. believe that. No, you're right. It's, it's true. It's true. But it's, it's just difficult, you know, going through that change process and trying to grow and uh, become a better person takes work. Why do you – I heard this, this the other day um, uh, on another podcast – where a guy was talking about how we don't we don't remember as humans a lot of the good things that happen to us. We don't like our brain doesn't like stamp good things. It stamps bad things and that's what motivates change. I and I always wonder what is it about a catastrophe or a crisis that is so motivating, but if something incredible happens, it's so easily forgotten. I think, thankfully, I take note of both. But the when the pain comes in, that's like a motivator often, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely do notice all the good things in my life, too, and I'm grateful. That's like one of the part, you know, staying in gratitude and practicing gratitude. I definitely feel like I, I do that as well. But when I need to make like a serious change, it's usually motivated by some pain. Yeah. And that's because I don't like to I don't like to feel pain. So I'm willing to do anything I have to do to not feel pain. Like I used to not have time for therapy, I thought, you know. I have been consistent super consistent therapy for like six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I and I, I think you just hit the nail mm-hmm. on the head though. It's like pain is the better motivator because as humans we don't like to be uncomfortable. So it while it is easier to change in the face of a crisis because we don't want to, we want to avoid more pain or the same pain. Mm-hmm. It's harder when there is no crisis and you need to change. Yeah. And something like going back to school, for example, there's days where I'm like, why am I doing this again? I, do I need this degree? What am I doing? Why am I torturing myself with all of this work? What's, what's going on? And it's, I'm not as motivated by the, the fact that there's gonna be a great outcome. I'm gonna have this degree, I'm gonna have all this knowledge coming in. I'm not as motivated by that unless I was like, as if I was been in pain and had to do something or I had to right. make a major change. Right, plus you know you're, you're already successful without it and that's hard too to be like, what do I need? You know, I'm sure there's moments of that, like what do I need this for? Yeah. I know you want it, but sometimes, you know, and then it, for us for pe- as people in recovery, we avoid feeling bad more than most people, like more than the average bear. That's why I stayed so busy for so many years to avoid feeling, just to avoid feeling altogether. And then when coronavirus hit and like I had to stop, like so much stuff came up because I had, I had not been still in years, years. Yeah. And now I'm practicing being still. And at first it's uncomfortable and awkward and emotional, but I'm learning. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, I think being still for me, like they used to say the idle hands or the devil's hands or something like that, 
for me, that's always been my my issue. And even today, I find myself just constantly filling every moment with something to distract. And that's very human, very 2020, 2021, COVID. Like we, there's a lot of chaos in this world, so we're all looking for escapes. Um, I've seen the progression of it. I think what's important there, though, is the noticing of it. Yeah. And then saying, okay, I need to make it, I need to stop. That's bad for me. Yeah, even in the reading I had yesterday, she reminded me that my kind of soul and my kind of spirit, as much as I love to do things, needs needs solitude. Like I need, for to grow spiritually, I need solitude. And I, I heard that message loud and clear. Like I need to have my me time. Yeah. I've always required my me time in my marriage and with my kids. Like I've always, but now that I have like days of me time, it's almost like it went from no me time to, okay, this is a little too much. <laughs> what yeah, do I yeah. do with this time? You need to pump you know? back. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I'm thinking about mindfulness right now and really being in the moment. And for whatever reason, this conversation brought me to a place where I'm thinking it's really the reason it's difficult to stay quiet when there's nothing else going on is it's difficult to stay in that moment and just enjoy that peace. And instead, it's like we have this this notion or this feeling like we have to fill that moment with something and we feel bad if we don't. Mm -hmm. And so it's mindfulness is what comes to mind and that's why it's such an important practice. Weirdly enough is that I just wrote an article on mindfulness for first school and I was blown away by the research that where that's come out in just recent years, like very recently, about the effects of mindfulness on the brain, specifically when it comes to addiction. Yeah. And there's two specific parts of the brain, two regions, that in someone who has an addiction, whether it's nicotine or anything, are low functioning. There's low activity. So having an addiction problem, uh, whether it's nicotine or anything, actually affects these areas which by the way are in control of your ability to control your emotions emotional regulation right. and self-control and impulse control yeah makes so sense. having any type of addiction affects those areas mm -hmm. and again whether it's nicotine whether it's food whether it's gaming whatever it is those areas are affected which affects you in other areas that's why addiction affects behavior right uh, and negatively no definitely so yeah. it was interesting seeing the studies though where they took groups of people and never asked them about wanting to quit smoking. Some of them wanted, some of them were smokers, some of them weren't. Never asked them purposely about quitting smoking in the beginning. They had them do a meditation, mindfulness meditation practice in one group, and the other group was just a, a general relaxation type of meditation. And the mindfulness meditation group, uh, something like 60 or 70% of them either cut back drastically on their smoking or no, sorry, 60-70% quit smoking, and then another like 20% of them cut back drastically on smoking. Wow. And when asked about it, did they have an intention of quitting going into this? Did they... Some of them, no. And yeah, a majority of them said no, but they wow. just they just stopped. Wow. Because that area of the brain that is in charge of that the ability to control yourself was the activity from an fMRI showed that it increased. Yeah, that's interesting. And on the topic of mindfulness, um, observing your thoughts like I know that's something that like Eckhart Tolle and like Deepak and a lot of the spiritual teachers tell you like you know your thoughts are not reality and like you know separating the ego mind from the, the your real mind and your spirit 
and like I'm a, I, I'm learning the ability now to observe thoughts that are taking trying to take me on some kind of spiral and not allow it, and that's pretty interesting because it's hard. yeah, it's 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 practicing mindfulness, being yeah. observing of your thoughts, but it's definitely interesting to to notice. Oh no, that's not normal thinking. That's not like real, you know. That how many times have you had an experience where you've like riled yourself up about a thought? about something that you let yourself go down this rabbit hole. It happens all the time to me. I go down this rabbit hole and then the situation that I was worried about or thinking about actually occurs and the result is nothing similar to what I was thinking. Or it's not even like a real thing. Right. Our mind gives us this whole, oh my God. You know, you have this whole story in your head and it's not even something that's actual, it's not real. What is that? Like why? Why do we have that? Like it's a, it's a weird evolutionary trait that we it's just annoying. have. It's very <laughs> annoying. That's my word for thing for everything. It's annoying. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, and I, I mean we're works in progress. You know, where you and I both have a, a, we both are mindful of wanting to grow, grow spiritually. You know, we have to do our own personal work to be in the work that we're in and do a good job, yeah. and to stay you know with our heads screwed on. So I think that you know intention is important, which we have pure intentions and. You know, and consistency and making it a priority. Like, I want everyone that works with Next Level to do their own work. You know, I think it's important that everyone that works with our brand and, and within our company is doing their own personal work because if we're helping people for our profession, we have to be taking care of ourselves. Yeah, and there's a bit of like hypocrisy that goes on there too if we're not. Or it's very easy to say, do as I say, not as I do. And we don't want to be that. It makes you inauthentic. Right. And you, that comes across very clearly to, to clients. Yeah. And it's a, it's a tough balance though. It's a tough, tough balance to find like where that line is. So on the word authentic, like, how, like what do you think about like the authentic self stuff, like becoming your authentic self? That's a good question. I think, um, I think you just said it, like becoming your authentic self. I don't know if you ever do become it. Right, you don't arrive. You're, you're always <laughs> becoming your authentic self and you're always a work in progress. And I don't know that we ever truly have, like I think identity is fluid. And what we love and what we enjoy and what we don't like, I think that all changes over time and it's really just a matter of honoring that in that moment um, and not feeling embarrassed or ashamed or letting others in other people's beliefs or thoughts about that in and letting that change who you are. But do you really, you, you said that everyone is becoming their authentic self. Do you really think everyone is? Because I think that not everyone is. I think no. that those of us that are working on that are, are becoming our authentic selves. But I, don't, I think other people are, go, are going the other direction oftentimes. Yeah, that's what that crossed my mind too is that I think you're either working towards it or working against it. Away from it, yeah. Yeah, away from it. And I think that it's either one or the other and I think that separation um, it really depends on like how content you are with your life like it, it, you becoming more towards authentic authenticity it also like correlates with how content you are with life versus the other way it's how the satisfaction that you might have with life yeah. if you're not working towards it and you're separating yourself and you're not being true to who you are I think that that creates a real huge sense of dissatisfaction and like a, a puts like a massive crevice and like in your psyche yeah well it's like when you become complacent and and 
you know, then you really kind of sometimes detach from yourself and lose yourself, you know, mm-hmm. if you become a little too comfortable in your day to day. Like, that's why there's good days and bad days. Like, if every day was like this, this smooth, fantastic, great, inspiring day, I wouldn't appreciate it. Because like the days that are challenging and that I have to like really dig deep and work hard to, to struggle through make me appreciate like those days of bliss, you know? Yeah. I think a big part of becoming your authentic self is accepting change within and accepting that you're not the person you were five years ago, ten years ago, and accepting that and not sort of letting go and appreciating your past versions of yourself while you transform into the new current version of yourself all the time. Yeah, we're different than what we were even a week or a month ago. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, though, get stuck in that cycle of wishing that things were the way that they used to be. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And we have it saying in in 12-step of acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And all we have is today. Yeah, right. So, like, (laughs) if we can, like, really strongly accept our situation for what it is, you can really move forward. That's, again, it goes back to mindfulness of saying, like, this is what the moment is. This is what the moment's bringing me. This is the purpose I have right now. This is the lesson. This is the lesson, right. Seeing challenges as lessons. Good or bad. Right. You know, it's a lesson and accepting that and not wishing it was different, wishing it was the way it was or wishing that you can control it or wishing this or that, that all just creates more problems within ourselves. Yeah. For me, the, the issue is more of wanting to control it and, and make it how I need it to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the moment for me, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, that comes up more frequently, but I'm getting a lot better. Yeah. I'm healing. Yeah. It's weird. For somebody who's as controlling as I am in certain areas, I'm also like an agent of chaos and enjoy chaos and the unknown a lot too. And I think my recovery for that, where I'm okay with adapting to situations, I think you are too. Yeah, we have to adapt every day in the work we do. Yeah. (laughs) Literally every single day. We never know what we're going to get. Right. Right. So being open to change, open to adapting is a huge part too, I think, of how happy you can be in life. Rigidity is another one. If like, you're rigid in your ways, you are just you are creating a whole other slew of problems for yourself and people are not gonna like you, I'll be yeah. honest. I love that we, I love like the way we have things to where it's an adventure every day, we don't know what's gonna come. Um, we can have some kind of schedule set up, but we know that that could change too. So there's yeah. like some structure that's flexible, like that to me is like, the best and then yeah. I like to have exciting new things you never know who's gonna call you never know what's gonna happen you never know what's next and uh, that to me is a, is a fun way to live my life every day I'm an adventurer yeah it's fun it's stressful it's different it's 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 all the above you know or constant but, problem solving yeah yeah <laughs> solution seeking which is very healthy yeah in some sense yeah but sometimes you do need a like you need a break from problem solving True. once in a while. We do. You got to turn the brain off and just enjoy something for a few days. Um, well, we just successfully completed a show about nothing. Cool. Well, it was about a lot of things. It was about... You can say it was about nothing or you can say a show about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode number 32. We do have a guest lined up for next week. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Um, Blake, what do you want to let out? Oh, yeah. We have our... got to let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Um, 
Man, I always ask that question, and I'm used to <laughs> pawing it off to you first. <laughs> I jumped in this um, time. I want to let out my own my own anxiety. I think I need to let out um, and embrace exactly what we just talked about of embracing the unknown a little bit and um, I need to let out that I'm disappointed in myself in a lot of areas of needing to do very simple work for myself and not doing them as much as I should um, at the same time I say that with like kindness towards myself because I know I'm, I'm going to get back on that track I just got to do it yeah you will you're saying it and owning it, so I'm sure you're going to start right away. That's the beautiful thing. What are you you're, clo now? you're closer than you think, Blake. Yeah. Um, I want to let out that I am so glad that this is the last week of school coming up because I'm about over school in the mornings and the activities. It's just like so much by the time June comes, you know, like driving the kids like many days a week to the activities, getting up for school in the morning, picking up, you know, the early bedtimes, the all that stuff. So I'm really grateful that there is one week left of school for my kids, and then we're off to Cali. So that's my let it out. Wow. That's a good let it out. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We uh, hope that you enjoy this episode and every other episode prior to this one. They are all saved on every one of your podcast, favorite podcast listening platforms. I've just added a couple more, actually. We're now on Amazon. Oh, cool. By the way. Sweet. We're now on Pandora, oh, by cool. the way. Wow. So we're on a few new ones. I just applied to be on Alexa as well. So you could say, Alexa, put on the Overcoming Adversity podcast. Sweet. And we will be coming up very soon. So I applied to that one. Um, I'm extremely tech savvy, obviously. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not it was, my area of, it was, of expertise. It was super easy, actually. But... Um, you can find us on um, yes. Facebook, Overcoming Adversity Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, not currently too active. And if you have a guest that you want to recommend um, or you would like to be one yourself, just send a paragraph to overcomingadversitypodcast at gmail.com. And like Blake said, um, this podcast is sponsored by Next Level Recovery Associates. And our website is nextlevelrecoveryassociates.com. And you can find Next Level on um, social media by finding us on Instagram, Next Level Recovery Associates. <laughs> That's right. And on LinkedIn, Next Level Recovery Associates, and on Facebook as well. And you can find myself, Amanda Marino, and Blake Cohen on all social outlets. Thank you so much for listening today, and thank you so much for being part of our journey. Okay, I bye. want to break free.